0: Welcome to Meanderings and Musings with Mimi, a podcast about relationships, hobbies, parenting, and the state of education, and the overall economy and jobs and how it will look going forward, especially after 2020 and the pandemic and the shifts we all had to make. Every other Sunday, we'll discuss these above important topics and more. You'll be able to relate, learn, laugh, and perhaps share and oppose a variety of viewpoints. I'm your host, Mimi. Hello and welcome to this week's episodes of Meanderings and Musings with Mimi. Today, I have Adam with me. This is our hobbies special. Um, With the pandemic, everybody knows that We've had to get really creative with our time and how we use our time because a lot of us have been stuck at home. We still venture out, but we're home a lot more than we used to be. Um, and I know that I personally have acquired many hobbies during this time, which I can jump into a share later. Um, one being podcasting. Hello. <laughs> but I was talking to Adam and he has started, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about it, a hobby that he wants to share that I'm very intrigued with. I think it's super cool um, and it's 3D printing. And so I, again, Adam, thank you so much uh, for sharing your story about your pandemic hobby. Um, I want to welcome you to this show, to this episode. So yes, welcome and tell me a little bit about um, how you came about the specific hobby and we'll start there.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: So this
1: was something I was always kind of interested in and uh, it used to just be prohibitively expensive so it kind of kept me out of it for a while. It's just super cool because 3D printing, if you're not familiar with it, will basically, it lets you manufacture things in your living room. It's uh, It lays down just very thin layers of plastic, in you know, and and builds them in slices, so that you ultimately it builds thing something over time in layers, and creates a model or a tool or a part or whatever it is you're trying to trying to create. And um, me and my girlfriend were both kind of looking into it, and the uh, the Ender Pro Three or the Ender Three model mm-hmm. went on on a crazy sale back. I don't know probably almost a year ago now um for, for like 160 bucks and so we're just oh, like okay. okay let's do it why not and uh, yeah. and so we so we got one and got it all set up and everything and it's and it's just been a uh it's been an adventure getting it configured and figuring out the ins and outs of it and seeing how it all works and the never-ending journey to try and get the first the perfect first layer you get the first oh, okay. layer down and, and, and you're you're usually smooth sailing. And that's that's mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. the biggest trial throughout the whole thing is trying to keep things working properly. Because as it as, as you as you use it and print things, they the machine will shift, it will you need adjustment periodically. You have okay. you have um, springs and build plate that need adjusting. And then there's always upgrades and then upgrades and then more oh, upgrades. Oh, wow. And
0: yes. <laughs> so, I mean, immediately I, I'm hearing you talk about this and there's so many hobbies out there and some are have minor expenses and some are just phenomenally expensive. Where, you know, when you said you got the machine itself on a deal and then, I'm, you know, the materials that you print with, those are, it's, I'm assuming it's plastic. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen this in like an MIT lab before, um, a 3d printer, but I've never actually worked one or, um, have been through an entire process with one. I've seen like the end result products, like at a certain store or, or what have you, but is the, you know, is it an expensive hobby? Is like, how much are you, you know, and I'm sure you've, had I mean, knowing you personally, you've had a lot, of, uh, a lot of it, computer related, which can get also kind of pricey and costly. Um, but in terms of this, is this mm-hmm. kind of like a break the bank, or is it somewhat feasible? It depends
1: entirely on your, on your budget. It's uh, this is this is one hobby that there there is a a seat for just about everybody with you know from from very low budget. You know, you you can how do I put it here um basic printer i have one of the more basic ones that you can get basic Mm -hmm. printers 150 200 and those will scale all the way up to high-end enthusiast stuff it's a thousand two thousand dollars um for just a standalone printer you know without upgrading or anything like that and they go all the way up to high-end industrial stuff that is is meant to it, it prints with lasers and powdered dust oh, wow. instead of plastic. And they are hundreds of thousands of dollars. And oh, yeah. okay. so I, I am lucky enough to have gotten to see some of those in action, but uh, I will never ever see one of those in my <laughs> <laughs> room. They're, they're actually pretty good size. Those, those okay. are, those are size of uh, they're probably half the size of a civic.
0: Okay. They're, that makes yeah. sense. So, that.
1: so mine, mine fits on a shelf and, and it's, it's only probably two feet tall by mm-hmm. foot and a half wide. And, um, Filament, uh, you can, as long as things are working properly, the initial investment is just the printer itself. And then you just need some filament, uh, which is the plastic that you load into it to print with. Mm -hmm. There's a handful of different types of filament and it comes in all sorts of various colors and makes. um, And those are usually somewhere between cheap, basic black filaments, 15 bucks for, for a roll. And you can print on a roll for months. And, uh, as so long as you're not making massive things and, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, expensive, you know, kind of nichey filament, like they make a like, carbon fiber filament and, and filament that has uh, wood or sawdust mixed in with it. Um, those are a little pricier, 25, $30 for spool. Okay. Uh, so, so even expensive stuff is usually not too awfully bad.
0: Yeah. That doesn't seem to <laughs> so, necessi- like, you know, you're going to yourself into a hole, but yeah, no, that sounds awesome. So another burning question, what, have you made so far and what do you what's on your wish list of of stuff to make
1: so a couple of the cooler things that I've made I made Sally a yarn bowl and so she's she's big big on crafts big on knitting big on crocheting and she she asked for a yarn bowl and so I made her a nice big yarn bowl out of a uh kind of a metallic they call it a silk filament Mm -hmm. and so when it prints it it's it's got it's got kind of a shine to it OK. And um, yeah. And so she, she puts her she puts her yarn in it and she kind of loops it through and it keeps it from keeps her ball from rolling around when she's knitting in bed or something.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And
1: yeah. I made her I made her a couple variations on that. So there was the uh, there was the, the kind of shiny silk one and there was another one that's got a cat's face in the front of it, uh-huh. which is, which was kind of cool. And uh, it's that one's a little less practical, but it's uh, it's still very cool uh otherwise it's been just kind of a lot of testy stuff a lot of like models stuff like that like i made a little fighter plane from stargate series um i made a a stand for my wireless phone charger so i can i can just use it like a it just sits my phone up straight but still allows to wirelessly charge Mm -hmm. um most recently my big project is i've been resurrecting an old project that i had where i'm trying to build what they call a steampunk keyboard which okay. is if I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the the show Warehouse 13, but that's got a perfect example of it in their in their office. It's a it's an antique looking keyboard that is reasonably modern, but it's made with metal and glass and typewriter key type situation
0: mm-hmm. and
1: meant to look like like it's from the 1800s. And okay. uh, so I've been taking a second attempt on that one, and I 3D printed individual key stems for my entire keyboard. And I'm taking typewriter keys, like actual like 1930s, 1940s typewriter keys.
0: Okay.
1: Taking the glass, the the glass insert and the metal ring, and they get crimped on top of the key that I'm printing, and then that whole thing gets stuck right onto the existing key stem on the keyboard. And so eventually,
0: um, it, right. will,
1: it will be built. So I've done a couple, I've done a little over a hundred of those, and that. That took some 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 doing. That, a lot of, that lot of trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I I well, and that and that I guess comes into the next part of this, which is uh the educational part is you can design your own models. Like most of the time you're just pulling stuff off the internet. There's an entire website called Thingiverse that you can go to and you just you just search it like Google, and it's gonna come up with a 3D model for almost anything you can ever come up with. And somebody's somebody's probably already come up with it. Um and so I took an existing model from that and got my hands on some 3D, um, 3D modeling software and I could adjust the keys to be the size and shape that I needed. And I, I would print like a test one here, and make sure, make sure it works if it doesn't adjust it and okay. trial and error it until it, until it fit the bill. And uh, yeah. And so there's, so that's been kind of cool as it's been educational and that I've, I've gotten to do a little bit of 3D modeling and, you know, I, I did one or two from scratch that were just like parts for a computer. I got downstairs And uh,
0: yeah, that sounds really awesome. Um, So two follow up questions that again, somebody coming into this very new, very Mm -hmm. new um, with. So what I think I hear you saying is that you're typing either into the 3D printer itself, what you need it to do or what you need it to make is it like connected to your computer? Like a a cord connects it? I'm just, I'm wondering about the technical Mm -hmm. piece. Like how does 3d printer know what to make? Like, say you want to make, you know, a smaller version of like the pyramid or something, the pyramids Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the bunker Hill monument, I'm just throwing things out here. Um, how does, what, how does it know? That's my so
1: ultimately what I what my process is anyway. I have a just a laptop that I have sitting on the counter in my kitchen. I go on Thingiverse down there. I will download my model from Thingiverse. I open that up in a software that comes from the 3D printing companies called um I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head.
0: I'll come back to you. (laughs)
1: Anyway, uh, I open it up in in the software, which is typically referred to as a slicer. There's various different uh, manufactured softwares, but they're all universally called a slicer. And you can, in that software, adjust the size. You can can make it bigger or smaller. You can rotate it. You can tell it to do different things, change settings, print settings, um, speeds, temperatures, stuff like that. Once you're happy with your options, you save it and put it on an sd card i take the sd card physically walk it across the room put it in the 3d printer and there's just a little dial in the 3d printer i tell it print that model and it pulls all the settings that i had set over on the computer off of
0: that bada bing bada boom is, is yeah it's is, and is that okay it's,
1: it's not bad so, and, and you can yeah. you can automate that so that you you can hook it up to a printer i haven't gotten that part i haven't needed to work that part out yet,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: um, it's usually pretty hands-on, so I, I don't get into that part yet. But uh, there's also a software called Octoprint, which is meant to be used with a Raspberry Pi, okay. and uh, that you you are able to automate a lot of the functionality of the printer. You can, you can kick off prints remotely, um, so you can just like log in on a web page on the other side of the house and just tell it, yep, print this, this, and this, this setting's done. Wow. And it'll it'll print it out. And the cool part of it, and I really can't wait to get into this, is uh, you can set it up with a webcam, and you can build uh, time lapse videos and watch video, and you can create videos of it that as it gets so built cool. from the bottom I up. I Love that. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun to look at.
0: Absolutely. Oh, that would be fun. Um, this is so fun. You're gonna have to show me uh, some of the stuff that you made, um, or take pictures and send them over. Sure. So I think stop me if I'm wrong, like, and I'm sure there's a Guinness world record for 3d printing out there somewhere. I should have, uh, did some research on that. Um, but I think that they've, I've heard they've made like beds with these like really industrial sized 3d mm-hmm. printers, maybe even like fake model cars that people can actually sit in. Are you privy to any of that? Have you heard about that or know any facts about any of
1: They, uh, well, they, they have three printers that build houses, Okay. well.
0: It's, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, All they're, right.
1: They're extremely customized, but they they basically instead of using plastic as a filament, they use cement, and mm-hmm. it's got it's got a giant print head that goes that goes left and right, up and down,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it will it will lay out a big a big row of cement, and it'll just let that dry, and it'll come back through, It'll do another layer and another layer, and another layer. Amazing. I have no idea how sturdy they are, but that is certainly a thing. Um, I know uh, airline parts uh, can be three D printed. And so, so they can, you know, proper, high-end manufacturing printers can print in uh, metals, and so, so you can you can have like a. Um, uh, I know one of the metals that I've heard of being used in, in aircraft engines is like uh, cobalt chrome, and so it's a mm-hmm. it's a some kind of an alloy of cobalt and chromium, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's supposed to be super super light and really durable, and uh, and, and so they can do some really interesting things that. Uh, wouldn't previously have been possible with either a CNC or a stamping technique or however else they manufacture anything. And so yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's putting somebody out of work, but it's also putting somebody I, else to work. So I know. It's a,
0: right. So, so crazy how that, you know, pluses and minuses, but this is just for not, it's just, it's a wonderful, amazing um, technology and it's a hobby too. I, I'm gonna have now after this. I'm gonna have to go digging a little bit more and see all the things that have been made. I'm sure there's competitions. I'm sure there's so many things that have come. Oh, from probably. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about that, but I'll bet you there are. Yeah. It's, uh, one thing to
1: to keep in mind with this particular hobby is it's very very time consuming, and so uh, a print job like like my the big yarn bowl that I printed mm-hmm. took. and a half days wow so that the printer has to stay on task doing one particular job for you know 60 hours or whatever whatever ends up being it's uh you know the bigger obviously bigger model longer it's going to take and depends on your settings and all that Mm -hmm. but uh because you can you can certainly shave time off of it with with different techniques and different infills and uh -hmm. you know because you can you can print them solid you can print them with like a hex uh you know, so they so they can be hollow, but still have a structure to them to, to keep them together and keep them strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, so so that's that's one part of it. It takes a long, long time, and so you're constantly just like staring at it, just just watching it because it's it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 hypnotizing. It really is. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And um, another part of it is when something goes wrong, it can be really, really frustrating and take a while of trial and error to try and work out what happened how to fix it, a lot of Googling, a lot of messing around, and just little tweaks, little tweaks, little tweaks, until you finally get it worked out. Um, In my case, going back to the whole first layer situation, uh, I bought an upgrade for the printer that significantly made things easier. It it, uh, is called a BL touch sensor. And so it's Mm -hmm. got a little probe that kind of comes out. And before you start your print, it will probe various spots on the print bed and figure out exactly how far it is, uh, how far the top of the bed is from the print head and will adjust if the print, if it is not perfectly level.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it will compensate in software for your bed, not being perfectly level. And it'll, it'll move the head up and down depending on where the bumps are. Wow. And yeah, uh, that that alone has just saved me so much time and aggravation. It's <laughs> it's been stunning how much how much screwing around that saved, and it's like a fifty dollar mm-hmm. upgrade. So it really, yeah, it was it was well worth, it. worth every penny. Yeah.
0: Wow. So what's you know? I think you mentioned one yeah product or project that you're starting. Do you have any other ones coming up, or you're mulling around? <laughs> um, like, or does so, Sally? Do you guys bounce uh, well, ideas off each
1: other? As for a 3D printer, I don't know if we got anything big on the horizon, but I do have um, another part of the whole kind of falls into the hobby situation that's going to uh, uh,
0: overlap. Yeah, so, uh, it's going to fall into the,
1: with, with, as far as the Steampunk keyboard goes, my next step is going to be creating a, um, a leather inlay to go between all the keys on the keyboard okay and i'm gonna i'm trying to teach myself how to use she has a uh a cricket vinyl cutter ah. and so i'm trying i'm trying to use the the cricket machine to cut that yeah and so it's a matter of number one getting the measurements correct before i go printing it with leather and uh and so it's it's yeah that's that's been uh that's been an adventure because I feel like the three D printer is easier for me than the than the vinyl, yeah. Than the cricket is, but wow, it is very cool and it's just kind of, uh, it's just everything just gets integrated. It's, mm-hmm. it's super cool.
0: This is great. Um, well, I can't wait to see the pictures. I learned a few things just from this, you know, brief. Conversation, um about all of this and uh yeah i'll be keeping tabs on you with all your projects um with this i want to thank you for your time today with sharing some tidbits about all of this adam and thank you for tuning into this episode with of meanderings and musings with mimi take care Thank you for joining us this week on Meanderings and Musings with Mimi. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you in two Sundays.